it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't stand away. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh. for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yes. This is the Buckeye Show. And it is good to be with all of you fine Buckeye fans on a nice little Tuesday, November 23rd. I am Timmy Hall, your Buckeye loving friend. I really do hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're healthy. Hope you are able to stand the company of your family and friends who are coming into town for this Thanksgiving week. Got to get some good food in your system. So here's what's going to be going on. This will sort of be day two. We complete the circle of, yeah, circle. We complete the circle of a reverse crosstalk. It's usually I am invited on to Common Man and T-Bone's show at 545 to blend it into the Buckeye show at 6 o'clock. Didn't have shows these last couple of days. So we talked to T-Bone on the Monday podcast. If you want some hardcore two dudes talking about the round ball, some basketball chatter, Listen to that one. Go bip, 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 down to yesterday's podcast. Click it and enjoy that one. This one, it's going to be common, man. Guys, I got him. Somehow, some way, he agreed to get into a booth with me. And we actually get a good eight to ten minutes of football talk. If you're used to his show, you're used to more of the off-the-wall, off-script type of stuff, non-sports. It's sort of their thing. They did a whole show one time, no sports. We got some good, heavy Ohio State-Michigan chatter, which is flavor of the week, of course. We even go down this road in our conversation about what do we call this because I, I understand and we can get some exhaustion by always saying that team up north and taking, like, the M's out of everything that we do. So we get into that. What do we call this week? I think Michigan week is okay because, again, that exhaustion, some things just don't roll off the tongue right. That team up north week, does that sound right? I don't know. Beat Michigan week I think is a great one. Rivalry week, some people can't say it. Rivalry week, rivalry week. Sometimes that's hard to say. So we talk about that. Then we're actually going to get into uh, – Gift giving. The holidays are coming around. How do people feel? What kind of gifts do you give? That sort of thing. And then just the conversation, of course, is going to branch off every single which way. You're not going to know which way is up. I mean, it's it's common, man, for God's sakes. It'll be funny. I think you'll enjoy it. And he is the guest here. So it's a little podcast only edition of the Buckeye Show. You are listening to this. You are our greatest friends. You are the reason that this show is successful. Easy for me to say. And this is uh, why we're still around here. So I appreciate everybody who's downloading this and listening to it, trying to do this every single night, like I keep saying, when there isn't a show, when Blue Jackets, Buckeye Hoops, whatever, kicks us off. How about that Buckeye basketball team, by the way? Huh? How about that? 79-76. I had a good 45 minutes or so of postgame coverage. And, uh, oh, my God. Like, my number one thing is, uh, what the hell are you doing shooting a three when you're tied? 
15 seconds left. The way they're calling light fouls, go to the basket, but it doesn't matter. Michi hits a shot. It's a seminal moment in his career. Michi Johnson, no timeout, dribbles up the floor, run a little action for him, flares in, flares out, hits it top of the key. What a great moment for that young man to build the confidence going forward. I don't care how you won, just that you won. It's it's crucial. What a victory to beat a top 25 team, to now get yourself another top 25 game while you're down in Florida so you can play the Florida Gators and not that crappy Cal team. I think that's a pretty good thing, too. EJ is sensational. Justin Arns with the greatest game of his career. Bring that defense, man. God, get that guy a angry game scepter. I don't know. He shot the ball. He was aggressive looking for a shot. That's one thing, but he played defense. I thought maybe the greatest defense he's ever played is when Jared Roden, who was unbelievable last night, he had a career game. When he hit that shot, in the final two, three minutes, right over Justin. I mean, he moved his feet. He got out on him. He forced him into a difficult fadeaway shot. Rainbow, boom, bullseye, he makes it. I don't care. what. You, sometimes you say, coach, can't do anything else. Brilliant defense all the way around. So uh, congrats, Buckeye basketball team, with a great win. And again, without further ado, everything I just set up, our guest on this podcast-only edition of the Buckeye Show is the common man. Enjoy. All right, so... Yesterday, Bone Man, or Bone, or T-Bone, he was nice enough to uh, talk basketball with us on a Buckeye Show podcast. Oh, so I get the, I'm the second. Yes. You went to him first. Yes, there he is. Well, you know, when he and I get to talking. I know. It's like 30 minutes. How long did it last? It was 24 minutes, and I think it was impressive. I had to shut it off because it would have, I think he would have blown right through the start of your show. It got to be... Like two thirty-five or whatever. I'm glad you were looking out for that. Yeah, I was. I kept watching the clock. I saw him glance at the clock one time, but it it also looked like he didn't care. Like he looked and said, "Yeah, I'm just going to keep going for five more minutes about some basketball arena that I'm going to go visit with uh, my brother later." But he's on. not. It was fun That's, though. He always talks about these places he's going to go. I was like, I got to tell you, if I lived in Miami, I'd go to every Hurricanes game. No, you wouldn't, you idiot. He'd go, to the, he'd go to all the U games? He says that he'd there's go, lots of tickets available. Yeah, if it was $2, yeah. he'd go. He would not go. Well, he'll drive two hours to a new gas station and then tell me about that. <laughs> he loves his sheets. We all love our sheets. Well, that's sheets is amateur hour now where he'll go to some new one. It's like, hey, have you heard of uh, Loffler's <laughs> truck stop? <laughs> they got great pizza there. Better than something you could get delivered at your house? They got a Sparrow inside. Yeah. Like the Turkey Hills got the Sparrow. Oh, man. You can get a burrito made at 2 o'clock in the morning. Do you? No. (laughs) But you can. No, I'll I'll say this. He he already has tickets for a Pistons-Rockets game in Detroit. I know. He told me. Yeah. And he's excited about it. I contend he will not go. You don't think that's going to happen? No. Because he's a, I mean, he's a family man now. He's got three daughters. When do you have time to check out a I, game I of any kind? I don't understand anybody who has more than one kid. You see, we. I know that you and I are in, in the minority. <laughs> yes. We're in the minority because most people do have more than one kid. But I, I don't understand it. I uh, his house, his house is chaos all the time. He's shown me pictures of kids and dogs and screaming. So he has three kids, and then like every other month. They get a new pet of some kind. And then he complains about how the house is a mess and it's just constant chaos. Not only 
do I not agree with you? I would take it a step farther. If you have more than two kids, I think you should go to prison. <laughs> I think two Dude, should I would, be. The, I, you know, I'd two, send everybody to prison. Two should be. I know, and we're we. You and I are a little excessive with. We think we've got incarceration problems now. Holy, holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we doing? We work. We work in blues. <laughs> I mean, when uh, the the number of people for not holding doors open, for parking illegally, for not oh, returning would, shopping carts, they would have to make prison would be full. Australia would have to be. A prison that we just send everybody well, to. Well, I don't know what we do with the actual Australians who live there because we got to find other places for them to live. Well, the whole interior of the continent is just empty. Well, that's right. right? It's just it's it's hot bush. <laughs> it's empty, dry bush. It, it, it is. It's uh, there's an analogy there. That, that's what it is. So what send is the rhyme or reason for this conversation? Well, just to you have you on here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if I was supposed to provide some expertise. No, you're you're actually doing it. Do you think, did you honestly think that I wanted to have you jump on the show and break down Ohio State and Michigan? I, I don't know. I mean, on I, Saturday. I, I can. Do you, I mean, I know you're going to watch. I know you're going to watch the yes, game. I'm Every, going to watch the buddy game. in the country, basically, that cares about college football. I'm terrified. I'm it. terrified of the game. Is this a nerve wracking well, game I'm, for I'm, you? I'm, I'm, I'm nervous every single year. I am especially terrified this year. Why so because, much this Because year? I think they're good. That's the difference. I think they're good. And I think the Buckeyes can play well and still lose. In years past, I looked at Michigan and said, if the Buckeyes take care of the football and just they don't beat themselves, even if they're not having their best day, they're going to win. Because physically, they're much better than Michigan. And while I think offensively, they are better than Michigan, I think this is going to be the best defense the Buckeyes see all season long. With the exception of a 10-minute stretch up in East Lansing, this Michigan team has been disciplined all season. They've you know, beaten I, down opponents. They, they've, they're, they're very physical defensively. Their defensive line is the second best defensive line in the country. Second only to Ohio State. I'm convinced of that. And I'm, I'm nervous about this one. I'm nervous about it. it. We saw a very clean game against Michigan State. One penalty for five yards, right? Buckeyes did not beat themselves. They did everything right. If they do that, of course they're going to win. We have nothing to worry about. If they don't, and all of a sudden that crowd gets going and that Michigan offense starts to feel some confidence, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I just never know what to think about Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. He's a quirky guy. Like I, I think we I think we know that by now. People ask or or pose, is this just an act that he puts on? No, he's and he, he I, I disagree. He's a crazy with person. He, right. He's not a quirky guy. He's he's insane. I'm a quirky guy. He's a nutcase. Yeah. He's just a little off. There's His something, wires but are he, a little crossed. He wasn't always like that, though. He was When he was a player, he was relatively normal. I don't know what happened, and I don't want to minimize it either because there may be some physical things he deals with later on in life because of, you know, maybe CTE or other things that have happened. He's been bashing his head up against a brick wall for his entire life. Yeah, as a football player, you know, for there, sure. There may be something a little bit off with him, but I think he crosses the line from, oh, he's just a quirky coach because all coaches are quirky. You don't get into that line of work by being a well-adjusted person, right? So all coaches are a little bit quirky. He takes it to the next level where sometimes I look in his eyes and he's staring off into space and I wonder what he's actually thinking about. It's just a 
it's just a really strange thing that you have in this rivalry now because every time we have walked into this, at least since I've been here, we've had years where you would expect just looking at the teams, right? Like what the numbers are. We're talking about, you know, your thoughts on Ohio State's offense and Ohio State's defense being a little bit, you know, better than Michigan in both departments. We've had years where you'd look at Ohio State and you'd say way better on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. One of these like crappy Brady Hoke teams, right? Still nervous about the game. I would always be nervous about the game just because of the situation, but you were never nervous that your talent wasn't better. No. And I'm, you're not nervous about that this year, are you? I think the talent gap is as equal as I can remember. Really? Maybe going back to that matchup where it was one versus two. I hear what you're saying about Michigan having a little bit more veterans on the defensive side of the ball. I think you and know, they have a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes. They finally have a, a quarterback that can actually throw for north of 200 yards a game. And that's something that, and he's not going to beat him. He's not yeah, going to beat himself. He's that, not going to make those mistakes. That's been shockingly absent from miss from Michigan's arsenal since Jim Harbaugh took over. Yes, him being that's the, quarterback the fatal guy. flaw of yeah. Harbaugh that he hasn't been able to find that guy. They got three running backs though. Yeah. And they've always really had this, you know, you know, two to three headed monster of running backs. And I think the backs are as good as they've been in a while since he's been there. And that's, that's one thing where I keep coming back to Ohio state's defense. I think it is, it is still impossible to know with as young as this OSU defense is a lot of guys really walking into this. I mean, your best cornerback in Denzel Burke is going to experience this for the first time. Several other guys on defense haven't really played a whole lot of meaningful snaps in this game. And it's, it's a road game. What do you, what do you want to say? It's a 10 and one versus 10 and one. Forget about everything that you have done up to this point. Yep. If you don't go out and perform in this one game. It's going to be a very disappointing season. And I don't know what CJ Stroud's going to be. I mean, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. But he's never experienced it from from that standpoint. Yeah. He's got a Heisman Trophy you know, right now. I, I know, this. but we sort of we sort of take for granted because he's put up so many big numbers and we've had no problem the last 10, 15 years just plugging in excellent quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Excellent quarterbacks that excel in moments like this. We take for granted how special it is to go into an environment like that and come out with a victory and not let it bother you. Yeah. When when Justin Fields went into that environment, then had to leave because of injury, next play, he comes into the game, throws a dart down the field for a touchdown. In that moment, his balls dropped, and he became a true Buckeye. And as good as C.J. Stroud has been, and I know he's the favorite for the Heisman Trophy, To me, you don't become a true Buckeye until you go out and you beat Michigan. Can he do it? I, I feel good. I don't know why I I hear you about the nerves. There's always going to be some, you just never know until you get that first quarter past you, you know, see what team comes out disclosure starts quick. I was nervous for Michigan state too. And that turned out to be ridiculous. I was was too, because I've seen Michigan state come in here and spoil our party more times than we would like. They've been the, they've been the most true adversary to the Buckeyes. When you say in the last 10 years, since the start of well, the urban even, era, even before that, I mean, there was yeah, a and before that time they w- came in in the nineties. What was that? One of 90, D Miller's ninety-seven teams. or ninety-eight? Yeah, I forget the year. I think it was ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Joe Germain was the quarterback for the Buckeyes, and there was no doubt in my mind that Ohio State was the best team in the country. 
and they didn't get a chance to prove it because Michigan State came in here and beat them. I mean, how many of those Cooper teams were national no, championship worthy? There's frustrating. Too, too many. Yeah. Frustrating. The and talent I, look, on I, offense, too. I, I like I like Coop. He's a nice, nice guy. Yeah. I mean, he comes in here, and we have good conversation, but that's the thing is that if you're not worried about this, we, Bone and I were talking about this yesterday on the show. If you're not worried about the Michigan game, it's because you weren't old enough in the 90s mm-hmm. to experience that. Yeah. Where you knew those teams were better, and yet they still couldn't come away with victories. So it's coming up noon on Saturday. Folks, this is a, a podcast-only edition of the Buckeye Show because this is Tuesday, November 23rd. Buckeye Roundtable got kicked to this day. We even have a Rivalry Week special that's airing on the fan between 8 and 9 tonight with Dom, Dave, hey. Adam King. Oh, oh, yeah, hey, it's Rivalry oh, guys, Week. guys, Take 42, Rivalry Week. I'm, <laughs> I won't even lie, and I'm not even going to blame this on Adam because he was the guy that was sent the audio and had to figure out how to get the TV sound. I, I love it, too. We're across the wall from each other, yeah. and we don't have software that's compatible. Like, they no. do something over there. It'll take us three days to figure out how to get, like, the MP3 it or the took wave. them a year to put a second second uh, headphone jack right. in this studio so we that we're in this. right now. So we could hear a each year. other. But you you joke about Dom. One of the files, I, I shit you not, I was ready to just send it away. And thank God I listened a good two minutes in because it had a redo. That was, oh, shoot, I'm going to start over do that again. <laughs> I swear, it all looked good, right? It's like, how long do I need to listen have, into look, this segment we all before have little, it's good? We all have little things that we have trouble saying. If he can't say rivalry week, which admittedly is a bit of a tongue twister, why does he insist on saying it? Why not just say something else? Hey, what? it's it's the week. It's game week. <laughs> the week. Well, whatever. I, I, I mean, if you know you can't say it. <laughs> right, right. Why do you have 27 takes trying to say it? Yeah. Just punt. We really can't say Michigan week. We, I do. Yeah. Look, I've, I've never been that type of person. I, I want to like just, you can't, you I wanna can't just say, say Michigan. Michigan week. That's the team I we're do. playing. I, I get we say that team up north, but you also can't say that team up north week. That just doesn't roll off the tongue the right way. No, I look, I'm not Beat the, I'm not the person who X's out the M's on social media. Yeah, and I, I'm fine with everybody that does. Well, if, if you have want, some that's, fun with it, that's yeah. fine. But I, I have no problem calling this Michigan week. Because that's what it is. It is. Yeah. Go and beat their asses. Well, absolutely. That's what this is, too. Um, so I want to stop the football talk. That was a pleasant surprise. I thank All you right. for that. That uh, was that was good stuff. Are we done? Should I go? We, no, no, not just oh, quite okay. yet. We All will. Right. Just we're going to wind this down. I saw Chops actually move oh, by hi. the door. Oh, well, hi. Chops wants me to come record. Right. I'm very in demand right. today. Right. You are. You it's are. Very, you know, I, I never get invited on anybody's podcast. And today, two. it's a twofer. So to promote their pod, him and Daniel Barnett, they do a good job with this Nerd Association podcast. It's in the... the uh, Network of pods here at The Fan. They talk about anything and everything, TV shows, movies, pop culture, what have you. And they want to go down the road of the kid food Mm -hmm. argument, maybe Thanksgiving edition. So that's going to be what happens there. And if you don't know what that is, Chops is just, you talk about quirky guys. For two or three years, he's been started off as really annoying everybody. And then he wears you down. And then you just sort of get roped into his dementia, and then you start to converse and actually play ball with him. I used to argue with him. I don't. Yeah. I don't argue with him anymore. Whatever he wants. Four day work week. Fine. Fine. 
<laughs> right. Popcorn, okay, kid food, chops. fine. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. Chicken fingers, yeah. chicken nuggets, kid food. All right. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Are Are you excited for the holidays that are upon us now? Mike's, I'm excited about nothing. <laughs> I'm like Larry David. Do you actually get gifts? I've heard stories. I get the worst gifts. I've heard stories about the worst gifts, but your wife at least has to give you some decent my things, wife, right? My wife has gotten better, but she was a terrible gift giver when we first got together. Really? Where she would, well, she would go the overly sentimental route with the oh. gifts, where it's like, I'm not going to get you something you need or something that's functional because that's not personal. Which in reality, like she says, what do you want? I say, well, I never, I want something I don't buy myself. I need new socks. Buy me some socks. I'm not buying you socks, but that's what I want. And that's what I need. If you go in my sock drawer, I've got holes in them. I, I clearly don't buy them for myself. I want you to buy me some nice Why socks. Why would you not buy yourself socks? I don't know, because I'm stupid. It's We all have things in our life that we overlook. Because you For go to me, Kohl's and Marty Bannister is going to run into you? It's underwear and socks. I'm blocked by Marty. It's <laughs> underwear and socks. But when we first started yeah, getting together, I don't know why I said it like that, getting together. Oh, yeah, we're getting together. <laughs> there was a time where we touched. That's long gone. Right. Not, but not she anymore. bought me one year... Uh, monogrammed boxer shorts that said baby cakes oh, wow. on them. Ba- baby baby cakes. cakes. Well, he, the, the interesting thing is she's, she's never. On the waistband? She's or never over called the drawers? me that. No. <laughs> <laughs> she chose baby cakes. Right. She's never called. I was workshopping a nickname. <laughs> Didn't stick. So she's never called me that. And I don't wear boxer shorts. There's that other part. Right. You also, wear, wear G-strings. Also included, yes, I do, leopard leopard yes. skin. Also included was some coins. Love tokens is what they were. Wow. And it's like give a kiss is what one coin Costs said. one. And I All lo- the way I looked at her. Costs more than I gave you. I couldn't even <laughs> fake it where I looked at her. I said, how much did you spend for this? I don't know, $40? I'm going to throw this right in the trash. This is the dumbest thing. You've wasted your money. If you want a kiss, just say, I want a kiss. Don't hand me a token that says, I want a kiss. <laughs> I thought uh, it was nice. It's it's nice, but it's a waste of money, and it's stupid. You know, uh, I also got a money clip, which I've never ooh, used ever. A money clip actually sounds like a decent thing. I don't use a money clip. I have a wallet. Yeah. I don't use a money clip. Yeah, I'm... Uh... You know what's weird about me now is the wallet is becoming a nuisance. Like, I don't like having things in my pockets, my pant pockets. I feel like I'm getting a little fat around the waist. I've you actually have not gained one look, damn pound you, you probably, since I've met you. You probably haven't even noticed this lately, but I've stopped wearing belts on my jeans. I'm not wearing a belt today because I've got... Who are you, Paul Reiser? I have spandex in my jeans. Well, everybody I, has I spandex contend, in yes, their jeans. I contend this is one of the best innovations that we have ever had in dress apparel in the last 50 years You should still wear a America. belt, though. Yeah, because it's a style thing. Men wear a belt. Yes, I know. But what happens is the belt buckle digs into my fat belly roll that starts to spill over the the top of my jeans. Look at you. You look the same. Yeah, but I don't feel the same. How much do you weigh? 
I'm up at uh, 205 now. Yeah, but you're, how tall are you? I'm six foot, so I can hide okay. it. Okay. I know. Like, you that's that's that. one thing that I have going for me. Shorter people, if I were five foot seven, I'd be a mess. You'd be talking I, to me like you talk to Bone. I am a mess. I am five foot seven. And I'm about 205 pounds. It's Yeah, but 210 pounds, ah, actually. But you wear it so well. Oh, all right. <laughs> I am a mess, too. No, I'm 205. That's half of T-Bone. You're fine. <laughs> Boy, T-Bone, T-Bone's not four bills. He's close to four bills. You think he's that? Oh, I know he's over 375. Mm. I know that. We're going to get Bone right one of these days. Well, it's, it's, first of all, it's not our, it's not, not our mission to get <laughs> him know. right. He's got to get himself right. He's and maybe this is right for him. And we make fun of it all the time. He goes into the doctor every single year for a physical. Which you all, everybody should do. Everybody should go in once a year, get your blood work done. It's very important. Get a physical because sometimes they will catch things that you feel fine, but your levels come back all wonky and they can catch something before it becomes serious. That's my PSA yeah. to you. And then but, go get a vasectomy. Of course. We don't need more Actually, kids. you know what? Chop it off and just be smooth down there. Oh, man. Which is my goal. Retractable would be the I best even way. Want, I just give me a slit. I don't care. There's just a button you push on your body for the pleasure. That's all. I don't want any pleasure. I'm done with pleasure. <laughs> but he goes in and he sees his doctor, and his doctor is almost disappointed when he looks at him and says, there's nothing wrong with you. What Cole- do you mean there's nothing wrong with me? Cholesterol's Have you looked at me? fine. Yes, cholesterol's fine. Blood pressure's fine. I mean, yeah, your joints are going to ache because you're heavy and you're putting strain on your joints. Right. But other than that, you are fine. Then there's me where I, I take cholesterol pills, my blood pressure's high, maybe it's because I scream all the time on the radio for the pleasure of you idiots. When I was working at home, I actually put a blood pressure cuff next to the microphone to test myself. You know? And it would go crazy every single time I started yelling. I, I, think, the, I think the yelling part of you is the most real part. Because I can just being in a room it's with really you. Not because yeah, I, you know but, I don't yell a ton when I'm not. But but here's here's my point about that. I know like you would never just yell and scream out in public. But when you get to do the show, that's the release. There, all of these things. I I know you so well. They do bother you. But you can never just. And you probably have some fun outbursts when you're hanging out with your daughter and your wife in your house where nobody's well, they're around. Not, they're not always you, fun. You can, yeah, you see, maybe sometimes they're not. I, I have this problem too. My wife will always yell at me for being too loud in the house. I will just get going on certain daily observations and I really have nobody else to share them with. It was like that that Saturday Night Live sketch. I don't know if you saw that from last week. That was for something called Man Park, where all of the dudes are just like dropped in a place it. and they just talk to each other and get everything out. But that uh, the, the yelling from you, I think, is the most real part that people get to hear on the air with your show, because things really do bother you. Well, yes, things do bother me, but I I always wonder sometimes if the yelling is like too much like white noise, where people just don't take it seriously they, they're not listening they're well, just like hearing I, the screaming i know that you're a fan of seinfeld what bothers me about the last two seasons especially the last season is that costanza turns into a caricature mm. of himself where every single episode he's, he's just, just screaming he's just screaming and yeah. he's out of control the beauty part about seinfeld is that for a large portion of that show they were reacting to the stupidity of other people and weird situations. 
the last couple seasons, they became straight up crazy right. people. Like right? some, sometimes the the facial expressions and the bottled up anger is the best kind. Yes, is the, and like so you could just. Sell I'm always, it with a look, I'm always like a, leery. Of, I'm always yeah. leery of that when I just start yelling. Where it's like, is this just par for the course? Are they just going to tune me out because I yell too much? My daughter's already started doing that. My daughter, who is about to turn five, she will just sort of. A couple weeks ago, I was driving. She's in the back seat, and I'm ranting and raving about someone doing something <laughs> stupid on the on the road. You're ranting and, and raving to your Christ, daughter. No, who Kristen's is, there. Oh, she's okay, there okay, too, yeah, and so yeah. she's sort of Kristen doesn't say anything. She's, she's her just head, sort of yeah, taking yeah, uh-huh. it, and agreeing with me, you know. But I'm really going off about yeah. it, and I just hear from the back seat. All right, Dad, that's enough. <laughs> she just she had she had enough. This kid, watch out I for love this it. kid. Because she's already, she's already a, a smart, witty one. She's coming. Oh man, it was you know, Kristen said something to her the other day about making good choices, and she had she always listens, but she was having a moment where she wasn't paying attention. She just wasn't listening to what we told her to do. And Kristen says, "Hey, Samantha, make a good choice right here." And Samantha said, "I am making a good choice." And then she held up her right index finger. And said, this is my friend Lisa. She makes the bad choices. Right? And she's holding up she's holding up this index finger. And then she looks See, at it. You've shown her the shining already. She, she Great lo- job. She looks at it and she says, all right, Lisa, you heard what mom said. Make better choices. And she holds up the, in- the index finger to Kristen's face and speaks through the index finger and says, you're ugly. <laughs> And then Samantha says to her index finger, that's not nice, Lisa. <laughs> and she's having this this play with herself. And it's so it's so ridiculous. We're just laughing at this point. So now she just keeps doing it because we're laughing. But she's now she's oh, starting to say all the things she wants to say through the index finger. For comedic effect. She's gonna be the next great stand-up comic. I hope not. Samantha Riccardotti. I hope not. Coming to a stage near you. I did get to meet her. Was that a few weeks ago when you guys had some of the steak sandwiches down here? She, we had she's to pop adorable. in so she could take a dump. Of course. <laughs> of course. We went through a stage in our family where we just all called those dumpsy wumpsies. <laughs> <laughs> Jack used it first. And Sarah and I began to follow because how can you not? Isn't it, eh, going to take fun, a dumpsy wumpsy now. Isn't it fun though when you have family stuff yes. like that? Yeah. Because you is. know forever. What else do we have? It's going to be dumpsy wumpsy. Right. Yeah. We have that where everybody in the house, we all make the same noise. Kristen started it, then I sort of went along with it. Whatever. I don't know. Like you can't. There's a fuzzy on the ground or something, right? Just a piece of fuzz on the ground. Instead of just bending down and picking up the fuzzy, uh, we, we make an audible noise. But the audible noise is meh. Huh. Just like that. Meh. When you can't get a button the first time on your shirt, it's meh. You know, when when you turn on the light in the morning and it sort of hurts your eyes because your eyes are not used to it, meh. It's just that little... Wow, you got a lot of squeaks. That little you squeaky... You little squeak for everything. Meh. You know, just that... And now she does it. And we, it's, we're a house of meh, meh, meh all the time. Yeah. We, uh, one of our things is, and I get this from my pop-pop, who I love very much, lost him a couple years ago. He was a singer. He sang all around the house. What kind of singing? 
Like crooner stuff? Or yeah, it would was, be. See, <laughs> it, it, like Pop <laughs> Pop do, doing Axl Rose? <laughs> How you doing, Timmy? <laughs> Are you ready for Thanksgiving, I never, Timmy? I, I, never, uh, I never heard anybody put it into the, uh, tried to box it into a type, but crooning, I guess, would crooning. be it. Yeah. It would be, you know, even when he would sing us bedtime stories, he didn't know the lyrics to anything. So when he would sing us Puff the Magic Dragon, he would say like, oh, puff the magic dragon, live by that sea. And then that silly little sucker went to Hanalee. Like he just, he didn't. Everyone <laughs> and you're a kid, in, you don't know. Oh, it's great. Everybody turned into a silly little sucker would be the thing. He'd just be like in the, uh, in the kitchen, right? Making the breakfast. He'd just sing a song about making the breakfast, scrambling the eggs. I love oh, that. Oh, getting some bacon. Bacon on the toast, butter on the toast, gonna eat it down. Just anything. I love so that. So I do that around the house. Yes. Just sing about everything. Is there a specific tune that you do everything to? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you know, like we, we kind of hear tunes, like when we do our, uh, our furtas, right? The, the furta win that just kind of evolved into just, no one knows what the hell we're talking about. Yes, now. they do. I think people that have listened to the fan know exactly what furta win is. And then we would do it in tunes to home alone's theme. We would do the Lexus December to remember sweepstakes, things you hear on TV songs that are in, then you kind of get the tune and then you can just sort of, uh, Take any song around See, the I house. Make, I make up make songs up. all the time, but it's always to the same tune. It's the <laughs> it's that Christmas song, which what's which the is name? on every home at the big intro of every what's Hallmark the name? Christmas I don't know what movie. it is, but I just I always put I always I always whistle that song. I don't know what the hell song that is. That is the only song that I whistle, and whenever I just make up a song, it's always to that tune. I do a lot of stuff to the tune of Little Drummer Boy around the holidays, too. How many people do you think are still so listening bad. to this? Well, how many people listened in the first place? Fair enough. You know what? We, uh, we're we good. We're good now. Chops is probably saying, oh, I thought they were going to record with Thank me. you for having me in here. No, this was fun. This is the best part of my day. This was fun. And it's only 1.30. You still have 90 minutes to get ready for the show. That are we going to play ping pong today? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, you, you blow me off so many times. It's been a bit I'm of a busy. busy week. It's been a bit of a busy week when Matt Earhart is gone. Our uh, fearless leader. He's always gone. And his Drops name's not things Matt Earhart. Me. It's Marco. Marco. Nicknames only. Mr. Marco. He is the common man, everybody. Mike Riccardotti. He hosts Man and Bone. You know that. From three to six every day on the fan. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Festivus. Mm. For the rest of us. And if there is anybody out there still listening to this podcast, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I had a lot of fun talking with that guy. He is he is a very, very interesting dude. I love this guy. He's fun to be around. He's fun to work with. Never really been around a more enigmatic guy. Is that the right word? Like the, the puzzle type of guy? He's uh, to watch somebody who is that successful at what they do and who has done it for a decade plus. And again, like you guys that do what we do or gals, people in this sports radio business, I sit back and I watch the longevity and I watch the stint that he has had. And I see the numbers that come back in and you just 
it boggles your mind. It really does. So the number one rule, like, again, it's one thing to be friends with somebody, right? Like, that's that, that can happen naturally. But anyone who's ever, like, asked me about getting getting into the biz or, you know, you know Nicole Kraft at Ohio State has has politely asked me and, you know, the, the different guys that I've worked with, whether it was Beanie or Beamer, we, we'd go over there and and talk to the to the kids in the class, the young men and women in the class, I should say. Find those people who are just ultra successful and try to try to wrap your mind around that. Try to figure out a couple of things that they are doing. Maybe it's you can't steal somebody's personality, but you can you can watch and you can observe, see what they're doing technique wise decisions that they make. I think those are some other things that you can replicate. So he's just one of those guys. And you know, there's other, there's other ones here that I've, that I've looked up to as well, but he's one of those guys where you just, you watch him work. And he's also one of those guys where you watch him work and you're just sort of in awe and you say, ah, I don't know if I could ever, I don't know if I could ever get there. If the, the success is so great. I might do everything that I could do. Don't know if I could ever get there. So anyway, it was a lot of fun having him in. Uh, always enjoy that. Don't do that enough. Everybody, again, uh, we'll see you on tomorrow's show. Nice 6 o'clock. We'll get a normal almost two hours, and then we'll get a Buckeye basketball game that tips at 8.30. So you'll hear a lot of me between 6 and 8, whether it's Buckeye show blending into some warm-up to get you ready for the big Buckeye basketball game in the championship at the Fort Myers tip-off. Beat Florida. Man, that's fun. You got an Ohio State-Florida matchup. Hadn't really thought about that, but there's certainly some history there on the court and on the gridiron in the same year. Yeah, so can't wait for that. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.